Chris Hahn here on the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. We don't just talk about progressive politics. We tell you how to win because that's what being an aggressive progressive is. Check us out every Tuesday. New episodes on Pandora, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't miss a week. The Aggressive Progressive Podcast with Chris Hahn. You are now listening to Bigfoot and Beyond, featuring the OG bad boys of Bigfoot, the Dr. Heckle and Mr. Jive of Squatchology, the Chip and Dale of Bigfoot, and I'm not talking about the cartoon. Please welcome your hosts, the Bigfoot celebrity couple, Biff Clobo, better known as Cliff Berrickman and James Bobo Fay. Hey, Cliff, how's it going? Great, man. How are you doing, Bobo? Good. I'm still in Louisiana. Just went squatching in uh, Boggy Creek last night with Danny Dupont, our guy we had with us in Louisiana when we went on the houseboat, uh, pontoon boat that night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a great location. And that's also where uh, you encountered something back in June, right? No, not that spot. We're going to the place where the big one walked up and pushed the tent down. We're going to that tonight. And then tomorrow night, we're going back to the high line where we had the one on thermal. Nice, nice. Going back for seconds. And- yeah. Man, it's been, what, two days since I've seen you. I know. I missed you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we got skunk last night. It was uh, quiet, but, man, you just I was expecting something to happen any minute. Uh-huh, yeah. So you were out on the river itself? Yeah. And like in a boat? In a, yeah, on a bass boat. Oh, wow, really? So they had the big swivel chairs and all that. We brought that college kid with us, Owen. Uh-huh. Doing the documentary, we brought him along. And his first night squashing, he got to go float the Sulphur River with us. Oh, my gosh. We should, anyone should be so lucky. I know. I'm like, it's all downhill from now on, kid. So you, <laughs> fly first you flew first class your first flight, now you're condemned to coach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he's going to be bummed every other trip of his life. Yeah. yeah. Well, very good then. So you guys, uh, so so Danny, I understand there's been a ton of activity in your general area lately. Is that correct? Oh yeah, a lot. Uh, started probably in. Uh, I got. Well, let me tell you the story. Okay, so I was on Facebook and I was on I don't know one of the Bigfoot sites and uh, seen this lady. I mean, I seen a post on where this lady was having problems with a Bigfoot banging on her house and pushing the air conditioning unit in on the floor and running up on top of the house and all this. So uh, I think it was in April. And uh, so the first night I go over there, we go over there about 10.30. Well, I met her the the day before. Told her we was going to come back with some audio. And uh, went back the uh, first night, went out there about 10.30 one night. And um, got some pretty good howls the first night, probably four or five wood knocks. So, yeah, and it's been pretty regular. I mean, it's, it's pretty regular here. And how far away is this from um, like where we were on the show? Four miles. Four miles. Okay. I've so got, uh, I've got the, Bigfoot from where my house is. I've got Bigfoot. I got I got a family of Bigfoot five miles east and seven miles west. Two different so, families. Two two different. Are you confident of that? I'm almost a hundred percent sure because they're different sizes. The one that me and Bubba seen were seven miles. It was on my uncle's property, which is about seven miles. Uh, East of here, 
the one at uh at Kettle Lake. Can I say that? Yeah. Yeah. The one at Kettle Lake was uh they seem to be they're they're smaller. There's a five footer for sure. I know my, my father in law seen him. Uh, and I got kind of I got a top of a head a picture of a top of the head of a bait. So uh, yeah, I think that the, there's no eleven footer on Caddo. Okay, and that's the one that you and Bobo both saw. Is that correct? Yes, we seen uh, seen it on June first at uh, on a high line at about 325 yards. Biggest thing I've ever seen. I didn't I didn't know anything could be that big. It looked like a the best way when I tell people about it. The best way I can describe it is it looked like I was looking at a bull elephant head on. Yeah, huh. that's the best. Way, that's, that's the only way I can describe. It. That's how okay. big and how well, you wide know, it was. Before we get before we get into that, let's back up and let's do this uh, chronologically. So you you went over and you met the woman, and then the next day you went to her house, got some recordings and whatnot. Do we have access to those recordings, or uh, do, can we put them on the show here, or is that just something that you have? Well, I, I've got some recordings that it's mostly the most of the recordings I have. There's a lot of wood knocks, lots of grunts, few howls. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I don't care if you put them on there, Cliff. We'll have to go through them. I'm, I gave a bunch. I'm going to give a bunch to that college kid. Uh-huh. Making that doc. I'm giving him my, my video. I got a video. Of, I, I actually, I know we're jumping we're jumping ahead a little bit, but I actually got a, 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 I actually got a video of that 11-footer at 1,450 yards. I got 30 seconds of on the same high line. Nice. Yeah, that happened in July, right? That happened in July, correct. Right. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, I mean, y'all can you can have whatever audio, video, whatever. I don't care, Cliff. Yeah, it might be kind of nice to put it in this podcast, just like one or two of them or something like that. Since yeah, you mentioned it, some screams. Like I said, tons of wood knocks. I mean, I even got the wood knocks the night Bobo Bobo. He, you know, he talks about how big and brave he was. He was scared on that audio, buddy. Let me tell you, that night I they sure were. <laughs> <laughs> when I got uh, I got the wood knocks. It was actually three wood knocks. Loud, right beside him, and I got I got all that on audio. I mean, I don't care. You can y'all can have whatever you want to. I don't care. Okay, so what happened after you went over and visited her house? Like, what were your impressions of the location um, and the woman and all that other stuff? I uh, actually, at first, I thought, okay, you know, uh, okay, let me back up. Here we go. I grew up knowing there were Bigfoot. Okay, I I I wasn't one of the kind of ones that that started off. Uh, Oh well, I didn't believe it first. Okay, when I when I when I was growing up, my family had lived on the rivers their whole life. Okay, I found out about Bigfoot, Bigfoot about the same time I found out about Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, you know, all that, you know, about the same time. So I grew up knowing about Bigfoot, but I didn't. I knew they were around here, but I didn't realize that they were so so close to my house, and so. When I first went over and met the lady, I was a little leery because, I don't know, I was just a little leery until I seen the handprints on her window. And uh, she had a set of handprints on her window, and I got to talking to her, and I, was, I got pretty convinced. And so that's when I went and put the audio out at 1030. That I put the audio out, audio out at 1030. And at 115, he actually found my audio. What it, I think it's the mail, to be honest with you. Because he was grunting at it, and he started snorting, and then I got these weird howls. At first, it sounded like a cow, because there's a kind of a small pasture beside this lady's house. So the next morning, I mean, after I listened to the audio, I got went and picked the audio up the next morning, started listening to the audio. I called the I called the landowner, and uh, 
you got a cow. I said, that's, she says, there's not a cow within four miles of here. I said, it sounds like a cow. Well, at first I had a cheap app on my computer, audio app. So I downloaded a pretty good app and I started listening to it. And it's, it sounded like a cow, but it has more of a growl at the end of the, you know, part. Yeah. um, But I still wasn't not sure it was a cow. So I put audio out for 65 days straight every night. And I started feeding these things and, uh, I never heard the cow sound until exactly two months later. And I got the same, it was about 13 minutes of it. It did it eight times in 13 minutes. It howled. So I, I thought the animals around here, we don't have a vast area like y'all do up, up north. We have small pockets. Okay. We don't get those long Ohio calls and all that. These, I think the Bigfoot around here actually mimic the animals that's around here. And because on audio, I've actually got them. I've had them come up to my recorder and do this. Try to sound like a horse. I mean, right into my recorder. And I've heard them try to mimic crows, frogs. It's just, it's just weird. It's, it's, it's different here. It's, it's like. Every once in a while, I'll get a, a scream that I know that sounds, you know, it's, that sounds like a Bigfoot. But a lot of time, it's it's a lot, mostly wood knocks. I've probably got forty wood knocks, you know, over a two three month period. But I've probably got three hundred fifty hours of audio, and uh, so I I don't know, man. It's it's just a small area. You wouldn't think they were in there. You just wouldn't think they were there. We had record floods this spring, man. Yeah. Started yeah. Well, yeah, we had floods, so it moved them up. I think they stayed. There's a, it's, a, it's like a swamp by the lake. And I think they mostly spend their time in that swamp, but the water was up so high that it pushed them up, you know, pushed them up toward her house. But uh, I told her the best thing to do, and she, and she did it. We started putting game cams around her house and lights, and they kind of backed off her house a little bit, you know. But uh, there was one area that that we didn't put a light up and they still come and beat on that side of the house. It's just weird how they know they're where the cameras are. I don't know. It's just weird. Run on the roof. Yep. They had one running on the roof one night, but we think that's the little one. Uh, we think there's one actually from my measurements in the video that I got, I got a picture. I hang cracker jacks in the tree. Okay. I hang them by string because of the raccoon. Uh, I started the, when I first started putting out Cracker Jacks and peanut butter, I just put it on the ground and uh, I put out audio. I mean, a video and I, I picked up a, a raccoon. So I started hanging Cracker Jacks from the string and like fishing string from, you know, so only one thing can grab it, you know, a Bigfoot, something with hands about six or seven foot off the ground. So uh, I got pictures. Well, I've got a 15 second video of when I turned, when I first looked at the video, I didn't see anything. I, but I noticed the Cracker Jack box was swinging. And I looked and there wasn't no wind at all blowing. And uh, I backed it up and I said, dang, I, I just couldn't figure it out. And then I seen its head. I got about, what, how, what do you say, Bobo? About half his head, top of his head. Yeah, it looks like a little ear in the brow ridge. Yeah, it looks like a little ear. And he's got, looks like he's got a small scar or maybe a hairline on the top left of top left side of his head i probably got about five inches of his head i I would say five inches but i could tell when he stepped 
he had climbed a little tree beside he had climbed the tree that actually had the cracker jack box hanging in it but the game i mean the, yeah the game cam this was the first night i put out a game cam i didn't even know how to work one i didn't even set the date i just turned it on i didn't have it set right or anything but he what happened is he had climbed the little tree and was grabbing for the cracker jacks but the game cam didn't come on until after he was almost out of sight but i did get about five inches of his head and i could tell when he touched the ground and he stepped i measured that area i figured he was about 37 38 inches tall they reported the little toddler one the size of a chimpanzee yeah it was probably the same one right there then good job excellent yeah so when when did you get that picture what month was it that was uh, when was that? that was April, wasn't it, Bubba? Yeah, before I came down. Yeah, it was it, it was at the end of April. Probably okay. the end of April. I put out. That's what happened. The, I put out, and I also got uh, another audio, a fifteen second. I'm sorry, video of uh, he tried to tear the video camera off the tree. He uh, and it's got the hair, and it's it's, but it's it's so close to the camera that it's got that glow to it. Yeah. And, uh, but I got 15 seconds of that, but you can see, definitely see the long hair and you can see the camera moving like he was trying to tear the camera off the tree. But what was weird is that was the first night that I've ever put out, I, I waited, well, I, I started going out there at the 1st of April, I think April 4th or something, but I waited till the end of the month because I didn't want to, you know, I knew about game cams. I wanted to get used to me coming in there. The first night that I put the game cams out, that's when I got the videos on both videos both game cams got videos and i left them out and ever since then i've never got anything else they actually left they actually left for about 14 days uh i think it was the little one going around he didn't know any better and i think he got his butt in trouble once mama found out is what i actually think but once you know after the first night or the first two nights of me putting out the video of uh, the game cams they left and so i pulled them and I haven't put any any more. I'm not going to put any more out. Oh, that's interesting because uh, it, it kind of makes sense. So the small one who is less experienced in life in general um, right. gets gets barely caught by a game cam. And on the first night or two of putting it out, that's interesting because it, it makes my mind kind of think, okay, so what's different there? You know, uh, if it's the first night it's out, it's never seen such a thing before that seems like the easiest way for it to make a mistake and get caught. Whereas, you know, if it had been out for two weeks taking pictures of other animals and stuff, that gives it a lot more opportunity to see the thing in motion. We're not in motion, but in, you know, lighten up other animals that walk in front of it, right. uh, for example. So I imagine, imagine the terror in that little guy's heart when I got sprayed with infrared light. Um, and I'm pretty sure that these things are seen in infrared. I don't know what you think, but that's kind of my well, gut feeling there. I definitely, I definitely believe that. And I actually would, I actually put the camera out at 6.30 in the evening, and I got the video around uh, from what I could tell on the dates and the times when I turned it on because I actually didn't set any of that. But it was, it was a, I, we figured around 9.30. So it was only out about three hours before he found it. But he, he was trying to get the Cracker Jacks. It's kind of reminiscent of the Sierra sounds that that was the case, you know, like where you hear the adults scold the, young one yeah there could be a possible scenario that happened with this well yeah yeah sure like uh every bigfoot's got to learn somewhere right exactly yeah. exactly, exactly.
And, and if the spraying down of infrared light didn't do it, then, you know, the mom or whoever might be nearby watching. That's an interesting thing to speculate about if they scolded each other. And that's kind of the, the way they pass down that knowledge, you know, which, of course, makes sense. I mean, I think that they communicate on some level like that. And um, that's what culture is. It's like a, it's knowledge that you pass down from one generation to another, which may sound fantastic. But remember, crows do that, too. Yeah. And it is fantastic. Crows are amazing. But um, right. birds do it. Uh, or crows do it specifically corvids in general and sasquatches and other primates and humans and stuff so that's interesting well i noticed bob with my audio because you know when you listen to somebody eat dinner every night you pretty much you can figure them out and i listen uh, that's what i did every night i listened to eight to ten hours of audio i i pick it up every morning listen to it all day and all night and i could tell after he got the little one got caught on the camera he was running crazy wild before then, and I'm talking about you can hear him running through the woods, and he, and he, and he would squeal and and grunt, and and it, it seemed like it changed. It, it, it he kind of got reeled in a bit, you know, uh, uh, like Bubba wants to, you know, like he told me, he says, "Mama got him." I think Mama, you know, put a hold to him because it, he was running pretty wild there for a while. Because on the audio clip you'd hear. Uh... You hear the small one come in first and get in the cracker jacks, and you hear the big ones come in like ten minutes later, like it was ten minutes ahead of the adults. Huh, now, is there any? Again, I I'm, I'm just kind of like this, so forgive me. Is there is there any uh, recordings of what you interpret as the adults scolding the young one, or or is it just like that? Well, must I, be, yeah. I actually what do you think? got I, I actually got a recording of I think uh, there's a, also a five footer. Okay, we know for sure. Okay. We know for sure there's an eight footer, okay, and there's a mama, okay. Mama's only been seen once, we, and there's a five footer that's been seen four times. My father-in-law is the most honest man I ever met in my life. Okay, he's he didn't actually he he you know he bleeding bigfoot because of me, and I I got him to go with me one evening, and it was six thirty in the evening, and uh, we. He was following behind me. Actually, it was me, my, my granddaughter, and my father-in-law was behind me. And he stopped. And uh, we was, you know, on a trail going down to, to where I feed him. And he stopped. And he says, uh, I don't know. He says, I, I don't know. He told me, I don't know. I said, what's wrong, Jim? He says, I just seen something. I said, what? He says, he was peeping around a tree at me, and then it took off running. He said, it was blonde. I said, blonde. He didn't know that a week earlier, the landowner seen a blonde five foot Bigfoot doing the same thing, peeping at him. And uh, he says, but he says, but what was weird is he says, it peeped at me and he says, it moved so fast that, that it was unreal. I said, what do you mean unreal? He said, it was Roadrunner fast, the cartoon Roadrunner fast. He says, it was like a flash. I says, you know, uh, me and Bobo seen a flash one night, and uh, I said they they can move pretty quick, Jim. And uh, so we know there was a five footer, and we and the the big the male's been seen twice, uh, about eight foot, and uh, the female's seen once. The baby has never been seen, but it's it's been heard. It, you could hear the, the 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 landowners, you know, hear hear what sounds like a baby sometimes in the woods, and. I've got some 
but I, at first I thought it was hogs and I thought, it, but there's, there's no hogs. There's no snakes. There's nothing on this property. I mean, they'd done pretty much clean them out. One time I, and the five footer had already come in on the cracker jacks from what I could tell. And he was in there and you could, I, I got, I can hear him chewing the cracker jacks. They, they eat one piece at a time. And, uh, I could hear him chewing the cracker jacks and I heard that little one coming and that big one got mad with a, we call him junior. He's a five footer. And he started grunting at him. You know, snorting at him, run him off. So, you know, I don't think he wants to share his Cracker Jacks too much. But uh, I've put over 50, well, I've got a basket, a hang up, and I got it hung by a string. So, you know, nothing can get in it. It's about six, six, about six foot by yeah. yeah, off the ground. It's a metal basket. And what I do is I put peanut butter in there and I put, a, I put uh, some Cracker Jacks in there. And uh, I fold the metal. I fold it tight. Like, I, you know, I, I fold the basket closed because I don't want something to jump up and knock it out or whatever. And it's up by string. You can't pull it. You can't anything. I put over 50 jars of peanut butter out, Cliff. And they'll come in and they'll open the basket. They'll take the peanut butter and the, and the Cracker Jacks. They'll, they'll close the basket back, squeeze it closed back. And I have yet to find the Cracker Jack boxes they'll eat them there most of the time and just throw the box on the ground i have yet out of 50 over 50 jars of, of peanut butter i have yet to find a jar no. <laughs> so i don't they know what they're taking them. They, I mean, if i can find that i believe i can find their house but i don't well, go, go snooping looking for their house you know i just i go to my spot and i, I bait up and i leave i don't want to spook them out of there well, just looking ahead, if you do stumble upon one of their uh, peanut butter jars, or your peanut butter jars, rather, I guess it's theirs now, thinking about it, um, you might want to be prepared to do some fingerprint dusting. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that was the whole point. If I can find a jar. Me, yeah. and, Bubba, me and Bubba is going to scout tomorrow, and, and we're going to... Uh, There's a track there. Yeah, we got a track we're going to try to cast. Well, neither one of us are any good at that, but we're going to give it a shot. It. <laughs> I can do it. But we're going to go look. Uh, I think I got an idea where, where they're bedding at, and we're going to go check it out just to see if I can at least find one uh, jar of peanut butter, you know? I wouldn't be a bit surprised if, like, if you baited another spot or did something, you know, who knows? This could be months down the line or years down the line. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if you put something out one day and you find that thing gone and a peanut butter jar in its place. Yeah, like, yeah, six months later, a year later, something like that. Yeah, you know, Clifford, his, um, he was telling me about his grand, uh, father-in-law scene. I thought he'd been on this property here where they live on the lake. I didn't know it was at the woman's house. We were walking in. We had headlamps on. We had a pretty bright one. And I I thought it was this strange tree shadow. Like, you know, like when you're walking with headlamps, you're moving your head around, talking, like turning your head and stuff. Like shadows kind of move and stuff. Yeah. We, we both seen I was like, whoa, that, that was so weird. That shadow just like. Looks like it took off. He's like, he's like, yeah, I mean, I saw that's what it looked like to me too. And then, but I was, we were within 50 feet of where his father-in-law had seen that. I didn't know it was on that same property. Was within 50 feet of where he saw the thing run away. Yeah, mm -hmm. Bubbo said. Uh, I said, did you see that? He said. I said. Uh, Bubbo said from left to right. I said, yeah. I said about five foot tall. He said, yeah. And it, but it moved so fast, it was just unbelievable how fast it moved across the trail. And this was at night. This was uh, while we were going in. 
Like as fast as yeah. your headlamp moves, if you turn your head out in the woods, how fast your light moves across the forest, that's how fast yeah. this thing moved. It was scary fast. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, I've always been told they... We couldn't see arms or legs or that. There was just this black, like, shadow flashing. Yeah, I've always been t told they're frighteningly fast. I think it was Bob Strain that told me that uh, after seeing them run, like, he would never go in the woods unarmed again because they, they, they were so fast or scary. And I think uh, Kathy Strain described them, the two that she saw at Area X going up the hill. She said, Cliff, it was like if you took a bungee cord and stretched it until you couldn't stretch it anymore and let it go. And that's what these things are doing uphill. Yeah. I'm bleeding. Yeah. All right. So let, let's, let's go back a bit. Okay. So there's a bunch of stuff happening on the property. You got some cool recordings. You've been baiting them over time. And then I know Bobo went out there in June or a little before June and stayed a few days and got his eyes on some of these, on one of these things, the big one. Where does the big one figure into this family unit as far as you know? The big one clip is actually a different family. Uh, it's, I'm sure they know each other. <laughs> if I mean, you know, but they're only uh, probably 14 miles apart, you know, mm -hmm. but the big one is actually on my uncle's property. The one, uh, my uncle is the guy who had the pig pen and uh, the one was shaking, you know, the female was shaking the, the hog trailer. I remember it well. Yeah. Great story. Yeah. Yeah, so but that's where we actually seen the eleven footer uh, on the High Line on June first. Mm -hmm. Okay, but uh, that's at that's at that's at my my uncle's property. I see, I see. So, in um, you saw that same one in July, correct? Correct. And now, and so you've been working mostly that spot or another spot since then. I've been working, I've been going, uh, I've actually been, I, 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 it got so hot, Cliff, that I didn't go out a whole lot during, you know, I did, I quit, I kind of quit feeding them because it, the, I was worried, the snakes, I was worried about the snakes, and plus, it, down here in Louisiana, it's 100 degrees, at, you know, at, at, at 9 o'clock at night, and it was just too hot on, on me and my wife to go in there, so we kind of took a break as far as feeding them. And I yeah. started going out later at night, you know, uh, I quit the feeding part for a while and, uh, I started going later off night and I've been spending my time on that high line because I, I can see farther and I feel like I can sneak up on them more. When I go to, uh, the cattle Lake property, I feel like they hear me coming. I, I feel like they know my truck. Okay. And I feel like uh, they know I'm coming. So, I've been spending more time on the high line because I can see farther and I don't, I think I can not really sneak up on them more, but you know what I mean? I think I got a better shot. My goal is to get a good video and I think I got a better shot on the high line because I've done seen him twice now on the same high line. Right. Right. Yeah. That's that twice for Bigfooting is definitely a pattern. Right. Yeah, most other things it takes, you know, three, five, seven times, you know, but for Bigfoot, two is enough, I think. <laughs> exactly. Well, good. Uh, so what uh, what techniques are you using out of the high line? Like, what are you doing out there to either elicit an encounter or make sure that you see it if it comes out? Or like, what do you what, what's your technique or your uh, your thoughts on that? OK, both times that I actually both times, the, the two times that I actually did see it, uh, the first time was with Bobo. 
he he did a, a, a Ohio yell. Wasn't it Ohio? Yeah. He did an Ohio yell. Twenty minutes later, the Bigfoot come out. He come out. He, he you know he looked at me, and by, by the time Bobo got turned around, he, he Bobo got a good shot on him. But uh, it was twenty minutes later. What was weird? So to move on to the second time I seen him, I did a whoop. 20 minutes later, the same thing. So I don't know if he's just coming out to see what I'm doing. Uh, but a howl worked once, whoop worked second time. I'm going to try a knock the next time we go. You know, uh, I'm not, there's really no technique. I'm just sneaking down a levee and I'm actually standing on a levee and I can see about, oh, you know, highline, you can see forever, but my camera, I think it'll shoot about, it'll shoot right at a mile. And uh, so I'm just, I'm just hunkering down on the levee and some lawn chairs, man, and just being quiet. But I noticed that the, I waste my time to go when there's a moon out. It's it's best to go when it's it's pitch black because I, I think they see me pretty quick up on that levee if, if it's not pitch black. But I, I really think that the night that me and Bobo seen it, it was pitch black, but he, he seen us anyway. It, it, it's amazing how they, they can see that far in the pitch black. Interesting. So you're basically just, I mean, you're kind of like just sitting in a tree stand, but it's just, a, you know, a camp chair on, exactly. on a, um, just being quiet and waiting for it to show itself somehow. That's all I'm doing. And no lights going in, you know, uh, no lights. Now, uh, on my, on my uncle's property, I can sneak up better, you know, uh, the road's not graveled, and uh, it's I got a better chance. And plus, when I go down to the high line, I've got to walk a few hundred yards to get to the high line. So he's he don't know I'm there. Uh, at the at Caddo Lake, they pretty much they know when I drive up. I mean, you know, when you get somebody feed you every day, you know the sound of their truck, the highway, whatever the tires on the highway. So they pretty yeah. much know I'm coming. Uh, I, that's why it's, I haven't had a chance to really get any good. Uh, I've sit in a tent, you know, night after night trying to get video of this thing, you know, uh, but I think they, they know I'm in there. And when I, but, uh, you know, I'll leave at two or three in the morning with my peanut butter and my Cracker Jacks in the basket and I go back at seven o'clock in the morning and it's gone. You know, they, they, they know one, they know when I'm there. That's the same 10 hours in Cliff when it came in. They were outside, mum, mum, like, like clicking stuff outside the tent that I, Tried to get up, and the big one walked over and shoved down the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were telling us about that on the on the show, right? You told us. Yeah, that that tent's still standing there, and that's what we're going to sleep in tonight. Okay, good. So you left the tent out there. Yeah, he left it there for a couple months with no one using it. Fantastic. That's 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 great. Um, because again, like, well, let's go back to the advice Dennis Fole gave me all those years ago. Um, the the most effective thing to do is you need to become a predictable feature in their environment. So instead of taking the, the tent in and out and like sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not, if it's always there, that'll, it'll scare it a lot less. I think, you know, exactly. um, good, for, good for you guys. Acclimate the creatures, uh, the thingobobs, the Bigfoots to, uh, the tent itself. Oh, you know what else? I'm totally over Fleer now. His Pulsar was a $3,000 unit. 3000. Yeah. Dude, it runs all night. Like twelve hours, no problem. Solar's battery left. It's uh, it's it's far superior to the Flare for the same uh, price. No kidding. I mean, if you 
compare yeah compare the value of it it's a better unit it's lighter i mean it's 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 a uh, hot more it's got twice the pixelation as a flare for you know that same range and it re records internally i assume oh yeah yeah I'm, I'm impressed with it oh very good very good now i've used a couple of these like when i was out with meldrum i think he had one of those and uh, another woman on one of my trips had one of those um and i noticed that um it the one it doesn't zoom am i correct or am i am i was i just a different unit no it zooms i mean it yeah it, it, it zoomed it does it, zoom. It, okay power it, it's three to twelve power oh wow that's kind of a lot that um could really zoom in um but it, is it always zoomed because of the one that meldrum had i noticed that it, it's it's really good if you're looking across a meadow but much less good if the thing is you know 30 feet away in the brush on the side of the trail yeah now that's the problem cliff it, it, it three power is as low as it is it'll go the one uh, i uh-huh but they they you know they have some the pulsar that's uh i think one to 20 or something like that now that's the one i wanted but you know they, they wanted five thousand for it i didn't want to spend quite that much i got in trouble for spending three thousand <laughs> but uh yeah but i mean but it works pretty good man i mean it it, it I, I really like it it's a, it's a really good unit well it sounds like for what you're doing it'd be absolutely perfect it's perfect man it is perfect for what i'm doing Oh, that's fantastic. Good, good. Yeah, I haven't been shopping therms for a long time, you know, so I have mine and I kind of like it, but yours would be better than mine for what you're doing by far. Yeah, I, I ordered an ATN and and I shipped it back 30 minutes after I received and it just wasn't, just wasn't, I, I didn't, I couldn't see where I spent $3,000 and got that. You know, it just, it was, it wasn't that good equipment. And then I got the Pulsar and yeah, I'm glad I did. Well, Bobo talked me into it. I, Bobo said, get the Pulsar. So I got it. Oh, I, I <laughs> it's great. Yeah, uh, Bobo's golden tongue can talk a lot of people into a lot of things. So hey, I'm, glad <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it worked out for you. Can't say that for everybody. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, That's good stuff. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bigfoot and Beyond. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes. Subscribe to Bigfoot and Beyond wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Bigfoot and Beyond Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Bigfoot and Beyond, that's an N in the middle, and tweet us your thoughts and questions with the hashtag Bigfoot and Beyond. 